The Arizona Cardinals head to New Jersey to face the New York football giants. James Betcher versus old team. Marcus Golden versus old team. Antoine Bethea versus old team. But more importantly, we got Kyler Murray versus Daniel Jones. The number one overall pick versus the number six overall pick. Whether you like it or not, that'll be the topic Monday morning. Who's the better QB? And we know that it is Danny Dimes. Evan Ingram's back. Saquon's back. This team is fully loaded with their weapons. And they're going to show it. It's going to be points, points, points galore. Let's go out there and give them something to talk about. And let's go to war. I don't know what you had in mind, but here we stand on opposing sides. Let's go to war. Let's go to war! Welcome to Talking Giants, Arizona Cardinals Week Preview Show. I'm your host, Bobby Skinner, coming to you with my co-host, Danny King. Danny, the Giants are 2-4. and four. We get a matchup of the top two quarterbacks from this year's draft, Kyler Murray versus Daniel Jones. James Betcher going up against his old squad in Arizona. Half of our defense going up against their old squad in Arizona. Danny, my man, how you doing? How you feeling going into this game? I'm feeling good. I'm very excited for this game. It could be a very fun game on Sunday, just also with the prospect of the number one overall pick, Kyler Murray, and going up against the number six overall pick, Daniel Jones. It's, it's going to be a very fun game, and I'm going to be going to the game, so I'm looking forward to being back in MetLife Stadium. But it's a it's the start of very important Free run games. bomb. Free, oh, no, no. We're this in the, in the Yankees, top of the third. Three. Yeah. All right, I, I'm going to try my best to not do that. Hopefully, right. the, the Tanaka doesn't make me do that. All right, sorry for interrupting you, but no, I have to do it. No, no problem. I mean, hey, I'm a Mets fan, so I mean, to say I didn't crack a smirk there, I'd be lying. But, I mean, it's just a part of an important stretch of games coming up for the Giants, Cardinals, Lions, and then Monday Night Football against Dallas. So, I expect the stadium to be rocking. It's, yes, it's Arizona, but still, I mean, it's, it's going to be a fun game to be at. So, I'm looking forward to being there Sunday. And we're going to be ten and six, as James Jones said on the NFL of course. Network. But but of course we're going to lose to the Packers, according to him. He's got to keep that. He's still biased. Yeah, yeah. But besides that, yeah, pretty good. He was on our team for a very, a very small amount of time. If you yeah. don't, if remember, remember he he got cut and then he went back to the Packers and had a pretty good season. I didn't even know that. He learned something new every day. Yeah, he was one of those guys that Aaron Rodgers made, though. Although I do like him, he's a San Jose State alum. I've made good friends with a lot of NFL players who are San Jose State alum. I mean, I mean, I've 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 made connections with every year out of San Jose State. So James Jones, get at me, man. Let's have you on the show. Talk about your ten and six prediction. Anyways, yeah, this is a 
a big game for the Giants, two and four. This can decide if we're going to try and do that 10 and six, although that might seem unrealistic, or if we're going to, you know, try and trade you North Jenkins or, or unload Al Ogletree for a seventh round pick or, or something like that. So it's a big game. And as much as Kyler Murray doesn't play against Daniel Jones, it still is an interesting storyline. The two top QBs in this draft, um, it, you know, after the draft, it was kind of like Jones versus Haskins, which I guess still is because Haskins is in the same division. A lot of Giants fans wanted Haskins, but I'm looking at it now like Haskins kind of in the rear view. They don't, they won't even play him. He was horrible when you know we got to see him, and I wasn't a big fan of him at all going into the draft. So it really is Jones versus Murray at this point of who's better, and both guys are, are guys I like. Jones, Daniel Jones, I have more confidence in. But Kyler Murray can be an amazing player. He's he's been improving as the season went along. I mean, he's an electric player. Well, I, I don't, I can't. Guys like that, it's hard to say. Oh, he's gonna be the guy. But man, he he looked pretty good so far, and he he knows how to make some plays. And and you know, being paired with Cliff Kingsbury, who we're gonna talk about a lot, it's it's a pretty it's a pretty fun offense to watch when you're going through there stuff. So. No, yeah, I mean, I I always said this to myself leading up to the draft. If by some miracle Kyler Murray fell to six, and this, I, I I'm, and I'm still saying I did not know nothing about Jones. If Kyler Murray was there at six, I truly believe the Giants. I was a fan of Murray, and I would have wanted them to take Murray. And as I said, I did not know Jones was had the potential to be the franchise quarterback at that point. But I would have wanted Murray. They're just a fun team to watch. I mean, I could totally see this Kingsbury Kyler relationship working out, and. He just and yeah, I hate, I hated Cliff Kingsbury. Yeah, you hated him. I thought the Cardinals doing that was extremely dumb. And I, I'm not saying I I like the move now, but I like that they paired you know him with Kyler. If you're gonna do the thing, do the thing. Um, and it, you know it's it's yet to be seen. A lot of times these coaches get caught up with, and, and we're gonna start out with their offense. But uh, he, he's been pretty impressive as a play caller so far. I would say. Yeah, and I mean, obviously, now that we just said he's impressive as a play caller, we could be hearing some comments saying, oh, how come the Giants didn't hire Cliff Kingsbury? But no, I I could see that relationship working out, no doubt in my mind. It, it, Kyle is a fun player to watch, and that's why I'm I'm just really also looking forward to seeing what he does on Sunday because, as you said, we'll start with their offense, but I could 100% see him becoming an issue for this uh, our defense. But, yeah, they're just... They're nothing special, but you never overlook a team. And the Cardinals, they can easily do south that throws this Giants defense off. So that's why I wouldn't be surprised if this is the game of the week, just because it could be high scoring or just a fun game to watch as a fan. Yeah, so let, let's start with their offense. Kyler Murray, um, he's gotten way better as the season went along. I went and looked at his, his splits of games one through three versus four through six. One through three, 61%. Completion percentage, 277 yards per game, four touchdowns, three interceptions, 16 sacks, and part of that was on Kyler. Uh, 14 carries for 86 yards, 4.8 yards per attempt um, on on 137 total attempts. And then games four through six, 61% jumped up to 68%. Same amount of yards per game, one more, three touchdowns, one interception, five sacks. Um, 25 carries for 152 yards, so doubled, pretty much doubled the amount of carries and uh, almost doubled the yards. Uh, 8.3 yards per attempt, which was the biggest jump. Uh, like I said, he's having the same amount of yards per game, but he did it on 36 less attempts in those last three games. Um, and the Cardinals have gotten two wins in those games versus you know a very bad team in Cincinnati who hasn't won a game. 
Um, and against an Atlanta team whose offense was amazing. But, you know, I, I, I went through that whole tape and watching Matt Bryant miss that extra point at the end was just like, you, you felt for the guy. I've, I've seen that guy hit a 63-yarder in Tampa back in like 2012. And now he's missing extra points to tie the game in Santa overtime. But yeah, that was nuts. Obviously, I wasn't able to watch that game, but just seeing the clip of Matt Bryan missing that kick, obviously, we we won't know what happened. But I was like, oh my lord! And just him on the sideline, almost looking like he was in tears. That was that was hard to watch. But something it this Giants defense, it, I'm not falling for the trap again. That they play, did they play one good game against Tom Brady? Yes, they did. But he had to look like himself. That Patriots offense isn't anything spectacular, so I don't want to fall into that trap. Because Kyler Murray is a totally different beast. Tom Brady is a pocket passer, and he's like Eli. If someone's coming at him now, he he makes the decision to self-sack himself. Kyler Murray can extend plays, and that's why the Giants have to have a game plan in place to make sure Kyler Murray can't run. Because if you can't, you got to make sure you eliminate Kyler Murray's ability to run the football. That's nearly impossible to do, but you got to limit it as much as you can. Because I believe if we can make Kyler Murray just throw this football, we can easily beat them like that. That's, but Kyler does have an arm, and he can make these passes. But eliminating the run game takes away a lot of Arizona's plays. Because I posted on my Twitter, there is this beautiful play the Cardinals did. It was like this beautiful play action to David Johnson. They handed off against the Bengals. And then Murray did a beautiful job holding that football for like at least a second. Then he took off into the end zone for a touchdown. His legs is a whole different dimension for that offense. And that's why we need to at least limit his running abilities as much as we can if we stand a chance to win this game. Yeah, and, and a lot of people talked about Cliff Kingsbury and his innovative offense from Texas Tech. I really think it's more innovative in the run game than the pass game. The run game is where you see a lot of different stuff, a lot of motionings, a lot of backside. Uh, like, for example, if any if there's any time the tight end is not lined up on the line of scrimmage, uh, they're running to the opposite side of him, and he's 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 blocking to the other side as a, as a kickout block. Like, he's going to be that wall to try and make a hole almost every time. They use Max Williams to do that, who's also a friend of mine. Not a friend of mine, but we're friendly. Uh, so, yeah, they they're, they use a lot of motion. They One thing I like that they did, I, I might have tweeted this out already, but they, they'll motion a guy. If they're trying to run a toss play, they'll motion it to the, the, the play side wide receiver to the backside. That takes the corner out. That takes the linebacker's eyes out. And toss plays are hard to execute, so they just make them a little bit easier. Um, Edmonds, their run, Chase Edmonds, their running back, has been pretty good for them lately. Uh, you know, he's had 39 carries for 238 yards, two touchdowns, 6.1 yards per attempt. Uh, David Johnson obviously is there. He's a workhorse. He's battling an injury. Uh, I do expect him to be there. But he's only averaging 3.9 yards per carry. He's more of a receiver, really, to me. Like, I, I don't really view David Johnson – like he was a couple of years ago. I, they line him up at wide receiver a lot. I mean, he's got 30, he's 30, got 30 catches. I mean, he's second on the team for catches with three, 30 for 315. And it's not like just little dump-offs. They're actually putting him out at wide receiver and running routes. Yeah, the motion is something I, I notice a lot with Arizona. But yeah, David Johnson, as you said, they're not using him mainly as a running back. Obviously, they are. But he is mainly their passer guy. The Chiefs... That offense, what, it's called the air raid offense, I believe, and it's very much the air raid offense. Uh, obviously, David Johnson is a threat, but I feel like the Giants have done a good job limiting running backs. Obviously, you may just come at me and say, oh, but Dalvin Cook had 100 yards. That's Dalvin Cook. <laughs> Let's be honest here with ourselves. Not not many teams have stopped Dalvin Cook this year, except maybe Chicago. 
But the D- David Johnson, he's someone you always have to worry about, but the Giants have to more worry about now in the passing game than in the run game. So I'm intrigued to see how they attack David Johnson. I'm just intrigued to see how the uh, the Cardinals will use him because obviously the Giants, you got Dexter Lawrence, Dalvin Tomlinson. I read a cool stat like Dalvin Tomlinson's like in like either the he's in the top ten. I know that of a player top being five. top five. Thank you for being double teamed in the whole league. That's an impressive stat. That just shows how much teams respect Dalvin Tomlinson if they're willing to do that. So the Giants got they got a nasty front. It, it will become an issue as long as these guys start to develop chemistry and they will become a problem for a long time because you got sexy Dexy, Dalvin Tomlinson, BJ Hill. So. They have eliminated the run game pretty well, and they will obviously use David Johnson in that running back position. But they're also going to use him a lot in the passing game. And he had a good. It was that Falcons game. He had a he had a decent time in that passing game. So I believe they'll still use him like that. But yeah, the Cardinals are an interesting team to watch. They're not like your average NFL team right now. Yeah, yeah. They're, like I said, I, I think their run game is a lot more unique than their pass game. You mentioned some of the Kyler Murray runs. I, I I saw one that I really liked, where they faked the read option and then the running back veered out and let us and used as a lead blocker. They had Larry Fitzgerald, the wide receiver, block down on who the read option guy usually is, and Kyler got like eleven yards off it. It's something I really like. I really I really think Pat Shermer should take some notes um, after watching this film and adding some of their stuff to our playbook. I mean, because I mean that's what NFL coaches do. Uh, I really think he's gonna, he's looked at their their offense um, and Betcher's looked at it and like, man, there's some things that we can use from this, uh, this offense of this running, but this running game, as far as their passing game, Kyler's been good. I don't think he's been great in the passing game. Um, it's ve- a lot of short passes, a lot of like outside uh, swing passes, screen passes, bubble routes, a lot of short stuff. They take their shots. I'm not saying they don't take their shots, but it's the passing game. That is very like, very like, eight yards in based. And then, you know, they try and open it up to make some big plays later in the game. But they, they, Cliff Kingsbury is letting Kyler, like, just get some quick passes, get in rhythm, and then that leads to some bigger plays. Yeah, that's the thing. They, they don't throw Kyler Murray out there right away because uh, it he could easily make a mistake. They'll throw him off for the rest of the game. It's smart. They want him to get these short passes to build up the confidence, and then it leads to the long ball. Someone that could have a huge game Sunday is Larry Fitzgerald in the slot against Grant Haley. Grant Haley's been struggling, and I was a huge defender of Grant, a huge fan of Grant Haley when this season started. I believe he's a key part of this defense, but right now he's been struggling. And with the prospect of Sam Beal returning, possibly as early as well, in the early season return is Week Nine. We could easily see the corner position see a little bit of a makeover. I'm not sure how they would realign it, but Grant Haley, he's going to step it up because I mean the Giants are going to want to see what Sam Beal brings to the table. And they may shift stuff around to figure out how they can make this corner position even better. So something I thought of with Kyler Murray, I, I this is going back a little bit here, but Kyler Murray, we have Tay Davis, who is obviously our fastest linebacker, Alec Ogletree and Mayon. I don't think they could keep up with the speed of uh, Kyler Murray. But maybe I would think the Giants could possibly use Tay Davis in like a spy position to just spy on Kyler Murray and keep him in check because I believe Tay Davis – could be the guy to keep up with Kyler Murray. So I'm not sure how – that's just my plan of attacking Kyler Murray. That's, if I was a defensive coordinator, that's what I would attempt to do. But who knows if that would work. That was just something I was thinking of. But back to that whole pass, I'll let you talk about that in a second because, I, I mean, I'm no defensive coordinator. But, yeah, they, it's very dink and dunk, and then it leads to the long ball, and it'll either work out fantastically for Arizona 
or it won't work out. But I believe Arizona is going to attack Antoine Buffet a lot this game because I feel like he's obviously the weakest part of our defense. And they're familiar with him. I think this, the safeties are going to have to come down to the line of scrimmage a good amount. Uh, I think we're going to – I hopefully we blitz. Let's blitz this kid and make him make plays. He lo- like people get on Daniel Jones for going to his first read, and I get it. All like all rookie QB, like all actually all QBs, they want to throw to their first read. Like it's called your first read for a reason because if it's there, you throw it there. But Kyler locks on to guys, um, so I really don't have any worry about DeAndre Baker and Janoris Jenkins on the outside on Kirk and Keyshawn Johnson, which is so weird that they have an, another guy named Keyshawn Johnson and he's it's spelled different. Anyways, out of Fresno State, we talked about him pre-draft, uh, and Kirk, who's uh, he's been out, but I, he he should be back for this game. At least that's what I'm assuming. Uh, but like you said, Larry Fitzgerald versus Grant Haley in the slot is what I'm worried about. One, like Grant Haley doesn't have ball skills. Larry Fitzgerald is a technician out there. He's having like a sec. Like Larry Fitzgerald is just he continues to do it. He does everything right. He may not have like that same burner speed, but that's why he's been so good in the slot these past few years because he just knows what to do. Um, and he he really has to be the biggest warrior for this defense. That's that's our worst matchup. Uh, but yeah, as far as like trying to contain Kyler, I would just put those three big nasties in the middle: Dexter, BJ Hill, and um, Dalvin Tomlinson. Let them get pressure up the middle because they will get pressure up the middle. And just have Marcus Golden and Lorenzo Carter coming off the edge. Let's let's rush five a lot. And if you're getting beat, come out as like a spy. Like I just feel like there's really good ways to stop this Arizona offense. Uh, obviously, we're not going to contain them to zero three points. They're just not going to be like, like Washington's offense. But I think this Giants defense can have a good game against Arizona. I'm not even basing that off of New England because, like you said, it's, it's a totally different team. But I just feel like there's ways to confuse Kyler. Let's let them make like force them to make some mistakes. Um, you know, obviously we got to shut down their run game, but I I'm not really worried about their run game. They do some cool stuff in their run game, but I'm not worried about David Johnson or Edmonds. I just think there is there there is a path to keeping this team to under 14 points. No, yeah, it it all really falls on Grant Haley to sh- at least slow down Larry Fitzgerald. Because he's really the only, as I'm with you, Jenkins, he, he's been shaky, but I believe he's starting to come back. I think that Mike Evans game was like Jenkins, like little wake up call. He's like, wait, wait, wait. And he's got, he's like, this isn't me. And then he got, he's gotten better. DeAndre Baker has improved every single game. He's became the DeAndre Baker we were promised. And so now it's all on Grant Haley to show that he can be what we believe he could be. So it's, it's. Sorry, I just got, got to alert that Patrick Mahomes was ruled out for knee injuries. It just took me by surprise there for a second. Yeah, but, I saw that. But uh, it's Larry Fitzgerald holds the keys to this game. If he can outbeat Grant Haley, the Cardinals will have a field day on him, and it could just lead to a nightmare of a game because the Giants will then have to worry about Larry Fitzgerald and then allow Kyler Murray to run the football. It is If one part of this Giants defense falls, it up. The Cardinals are such a multi-dimensional team with Kyler Murray as their quarterback that if one weak part of the Giants' defense falls, it allows something else to appear. So this defense needs to be locked down, and 
uh, that Patriots game, I believe it was a moral victory, but I need to see this consecutive weeks. I fell for them after that Bucks game, and then we had that Redskins game. We're like, oh, the Giants defense is so good because we're blind fans. We always believe some uh, – well, at least I'm the blind fan because I, I believe one game is like progress, and then obviously they laid that goose egg in Minnesota. So this defense has to hold it down because with the Giants offense getting back the key playmakers, we could easily go out there and light up Arizona's defense. Just lock down Larry Fitzgerald, keep Kyler Murray in the pocket, make him make these throws, because I believe if we force him to throw, we could easily catch him with mistakes. And you want to know something? Daniel Jones, this team loves him. This defense loves him. Dexter Lawrence loves him. And you know what? They hear all the Kyler Murray versus Daniel Jones versus Dwayne Haskins stuff. They want to smack this little midget around. They do. They want to show not only is our guy the guy, your guy cannot do anything against us, man. I I feel like I don't think I've ever been so pumped for a Giants versus Cardinals matchup. I think this is going to be just a fun game. It's going to be fun. I'm like, let's, let's make this midget have the worst day of his entire life. His bad interview have itself. I, I don't know. For some reason, I just pumped up like, let's just kill Kyler Murray. Why don't we just kill him? Can we do that? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I mean, hey, just because he's 5'10 doesn't mean he's a midget, right? I'm like 5'9". I think he's shorter than – I'm shorter than Kyler Murray. So I, that's yeah, something. and you're a midget NFL <laughs> QB, Danny King. Imagine me as an NFL QB, one that will never happen. I'll just be – It's called look at the Arizona Cardinals. He looks like a make-a-wish kid. <laughs> oh, jeez. No, but – I believe the Giants, yeah, I mean, the Giants want to shut up Kyler Murray. He's the number one overall pick. Who wouldn't want to shut him up? I mean, teams want to shut up Baker Mayfield because he was the number one overall pick. Uh, you just, you, you want to prove guy like, people like, yeah, he was the number one overall pick, but, like, we just made it, we just welcomed him to the NFL. So, this game is just so interesting because, obviously, if Daniel Jones wins, or if the Giants win, I should say, and Daniel Jones does well, the discussion that will come up, they're like, everyone's like, Dan- it'll be like Daniel Jones defeated. The- I can see it already. Sports Center it has like Daniel Jones defeated the number one overall pick and Kyler Murray with like the emoji looking eyes, and everyone is just gonna stir up a debate. So, oh, Steve- oh, I guarantee you, Monday morning, it's gonna happen. It's gonna be either Ky- like, Dan- like if 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 we win this game and Daniel Jones looks better than Kyler Murray, it's gonna be Daniel Jones is the best QB in this draft class. I yep. guarantee you. Yep. Even if you don't even believe yep. like believe that to be true, because obviously, like you know, we're big believers of being patient and calm. Um, but but that's that's gonna be that's gonna be a, a, a debate topic Monday morning, guaranteed. No, oh, yeah, I get a hundred cents. You like Rex Ryan talking about it on Get Up ESPN. It's gonna be a. It's going to be a debate topic, and it's just going to lead to a whole firestorm, and then people are going to be like, they, they got the Redskins fans that are like, we got Dwayne Haskins, and it's like, just shut up. You, you, you're going to be drafting another quarterback this draft anyway. So- they are. They're going to do the Arizona model. They really, <laughs> like it's, I'm not even like saying that to be funny. I really uh, yeah. think there's a good chance they do that. And I yeah. don't want to try All these people that annoyed me, I'm not going to call them names. People that annoyed me were like, well, the Giants, we should do the Arizona model. Like, Shut up. Daniel Jones is the truth. He the truth. Tell the truth. If you do the Arizona model, I'm sorry. You're just stupid. I, I don't. I, I know Kyler Murray is a good quarterback, but it was just stupid. I mean, obviously they got Cliff Arizona Kingsbury. is a horribly ran franchise. Yeah. Even, even if Kyler hits and Cliff Kingsbury hits, 
Arizona is just not a well run. Yeah, you got Steve. They, Steve they Kahn. make really bad decisions. Steve Kahn, yeah, Steve Kahn. Um, I'm so happy Dave Gellman's our GM because he makes decisions that I don't agree with all the time, but he knows what he's doing and he's a good drafter. But do we want? Do we talk about the offensive line? Do we want to talk about Pew? Because I want to talk about Pew for a second. I feel like he's been Pew yeah. Pew. Yeah, I mean, I love Pew. I I hated to see Pew go. I was just a fan of him. It was it just sucked because he had to get moved around so much with the poor offensive line. I remember being furious at Dave Gellman when he didn't even offer Pew a contract extension. But it's what I mean. He's playing fine in Arizona. He didn't play well last year because he was injured last year. So he's playing fine in Arizona. I I believe he's a quality guard. I believe that's what he's playing down there. But he, yeah, he, left guard. We obviously we have. Better guys at Will Hernandez and, and uh, Kevin Zeidler. Well, but... did you see the New York Post story about Justin Pugh? Yeah, I did see that. That's why I'm bringing it when up. When I saw it, I'm like, okay, I'm going to read this and I'm going to go and hate Justin Pugh. And it's like, oh, <laughs> but respect for that place. Obviously, it didn't work out like I wanted. Um, I don't think it's going to be revenge. I think it's just going to be some nostalgia. I love that place I grew up there. I'm like, oh, I guess I don't have to hate Justin. It's, it's like, it's like Justin, what, what are you doing? You're supposed to trash us, make us hate you. What do you stop talking so nice about us? I'm so you. used to every act just trashing us. I love it. It's like, oh, like you just get defensive as soon as you see an, an old player well, talking. You know what's going to happen next week? They're gonna, New York Post, Damian Harrison. He's going to be an article. Let's see what he says about us. But I love Pew. I just, I'm a huge fan of Justin Pew. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's take a break and then we'll move on to our offense. All right. So a lot of people are starting podcasts today. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Their creation tools allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will, di- will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one play. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. You'll be glad you did. All right, our offense. Man, Danny, I'm expecting points, 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 points. Arizona's defense is horrible. I mean, they've been bad. I mean, just look at last week. And Atlanta has a good offense. As much as Atlanta's like a dumpster fire, they are actually a pretty good offense. And they're good on third down. They put up points. But, man, with Evan Ingram back, I mean, I, I tweeted out the tight end stats earlier. I'll pull them up uh, here. Like, they have been being dominated by tight ends. Evan Ingram's supposed to be back. Saquon Barkley's going to be back. I I just feel like everything that we do good, they suck at stopping. I think this is going to be a huge game for Daniel Jones in this offense. Yeah, I'm expecting Evan Ingram to have a huge game. And, obviously, as long as there's no limitations with his knee – as long as long as he has the hunt like at least ninety percent speed, Evan Ingram is going to be torching the Cardinals. And in other good news, Wayne Gallman's going to be back. He was a full participant, so not only will have Saquon back, but we'll have a, a capable backup running back. So we don't have to worry about Saquon being overworked. Possibly he can get the breaks here and there just to rest that ankle for a player or two. So it, the Giants' offense is getting their players back at the right time. Shepard, I don't think he's playing this week. I say he's more of a Lions. Uh, opportunity but the Giants are getting their playmakers back and this is a good game to get them back I mean because as you said Titans have torched the Cardinals and Evan Ingram I expect nothing different and as I said like let me pull up the the stats right here really quickly from uh Mixon and uh Freeman uh on 19 attempts Joe Mixon had 93 yards and on 19 attempts Devontae Freeman had 88 yards if Saquon 
if he has no limitations, I don't see why he shouldn't crack 100 yards on the Arizona Cardinals. And they're giving up 133 yards per game on the ground uh, from the opposing running backs, 4.7 yards per carry. And it shows up on film. It's not just looking at those numbers. I mean, it shows up on film. You can run against this team, and you can run outside against them. Um, it, it should be a huge game for Saquon. I, if he's healthy, it should be a huge game. I think we're going to run a lot of read option stuff. Saquon, like, feed Saquon the rock. He's back. I don't care if he's at 90%. He's back. Let Saquon be Saquon. This will be the first game where if we can get, let's get a lead with Daniel Jones and this offense. Let's get a lead and let's feed Saquon and just kind of preview to the NFL. Like, this is what we're going to be doing for the next five years. We're going to be taking leads and we're going to be feeding Saquon for the rest of the game. We Saquon, we haven't really been able to even do that with Saquon so far in his career. I mean, obviously, there's been a few games, but we haven't even really got to see that. We definitely haven't seen with Daniel Jones. I mean, we pretty much haven't seen Saquon with Daniel Jones. The, you know, we had the first half against Tampa where we had eight carries for 10 yards, but he had that big catch. Um, it's it's going to be so refreshing to see Saquon back there besides John Hillman. Yeah, and I, I, even I know we love Saquon, but it, as long as we have a capable backup behind him in Wayne Gallman, I feel good. But that's the thing. I won a Giants game where I'm not – like the Redskins game, I wasn't stressed about that game at all. The Cardinals, I, this game could easily become stressful. I just want the Giants to have a lead and just cruise four quarters, holding the lead, extended the defense, just getting stopped. That, that's what I would love to happen. So I'm just really excited to see Daniel Jones and Saquon out there, man. It's just going to open up the playbook even more. RPOs are going to come back. We could do read options if we wanted to. It's just going to be so much fun that they're going to be out there together. The future is looking so bright in New York sports and especially around the Giants. Just Daniel Jones, Evan Ingram. Uh, you got Golden Tate. Uh, you could have Sterling Shepard back in two weeks. I'm just, uh, I'm just so excited for this offense to see what they really can do. Because that's the thing. Like uh, uh, Jones uh, from NFL Network, I forgot his first name there for a second. Yeah, he has his win in like going ten and six. But if you think about it, as long as this defense shores up, this offense has the firepower to get it done and go out there. And we haven't seen this offense that's yet, Dan. Yeah, like that's like I know people are freaking out with the ten and six thing, which I'm not saying that. Yeah, no, we're not. But we haven't seen this offense. We have not seen what the New York Giants' offense is yet. He's got two games of Eli Manning doing check down city. I was fine with it against Dallas. It was actually the right decisions. But this is the first game we get to actually see of this offense. I agree. I said it on the Monday show. We have not seen Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley, Sterling Shepard, Golden Tate, and uh, Evan Ingram all out there at the same time. That's just crazy because actually Tate was suspended the first four games and he had the injuries in the Patriots game. And so a bunch of the guys weren't out there. So and you'd have, uh, yeah, you'd have Saquon in the Vikings game. So this offense, we don't know what they truly have. And this Sunday will be the first taste of what they bring to the table. Because as we said, we're not saying they could go 10-6. But there, there's, I see why Jones could say that. Because obviously there is a lot of hype around this offense right now. Just with all the talent they have. So watch Sunday's game just thinking that this is the first time we're going to see this tr- offense truly. Because yeah, as you said, Eli, we had him check down City. But we're going to see what this offense is like. Not only for this game, but going forward into the future. Yeah, man. It's going to be fun. And you know, Patrick Peterson does come back. I don't know what to expect out of him, but let's say he's at uh, at his best. Okay, man. What are you What are you gonna do? You're gonna shut down Darius Slayton or Cody Latimer? Congrats. Now we got Golden Tate in the slot. They haven't been able to cover the slot. We got Evan Ingham at tight end. 
I tweeted out the tight end stats because people were talking about their struggles with tight ends, and I needed to tweet it out before someone else did. But let me go through their games. Against the Lions, their tight, their t- Lions tight end, seven catches, 146 yards, a tutter. The Ravens, 10 catches, 127 yards, two tutters. The Panthers, six catches, 75 yards, two tutters. The Seahawks, eight catches, 83 yards, one tutter. The Bengals with Tyler Eifert, four catches and 28 yards. Step up your game, Eifert. He only had half of those, too. The other one was C.J. Ujamadudu. And then the Falcons last week with Austin Hooper, 10 catches, 138 yards, and one touchdown. And these cats, when I say they were open, they were open for business. I mean, they just suck at covering with their backside linebackers. They blitz a lot, which screws them in the, with tight ends. I mean, they blitz the Falcons 46% of the time. That's a wild percentage. And they got torched. Matt Ryan completed 83% of his passes, had uh, 360 yards and four touchdowns, zero interceptions. Just got absolutely torched. Now, the Falcons' offense is good, but, I mean, Evan Ingram should have a game. I mean, like I said, that averaged out to eight catches and 99 half yards uh, for the season. Seven touchdowns in six games. I mean, Evan Ingram, have yourself a game, young man. Evan Ingram... I believe he'll go out there and just absolutely like. Yeah, I just looked at it right here. I cut, cut myself off because I was looking for a stat. Arizona is 30th in the league in defense. Now we're only two better than them, but our, I, I see the light for our defense. Arizona, I haven't seen the light for them. As you said, they're getting blown up in tight ends. Uh, uh, they're getting, yeah, yeah, they're getting blown up by tight ends. Their running game, they're doing nothing spectacular in the run game. They're two edge rushers. You got Jones and Suggs. I mean, yeah, they get pressure, but like they're going up against Mike Remmers, who's been solid, and Nate Solder, who I'm, I'm hoping can be solid. I don't want to put much and on. Chandler Jones has not impressed me on film. I mean, I did the breakdown. Like, Golden has much better stats. Than, Marcus Golden has much better stats than him with over a game worth of snaps less. Chandler Jones, he now, Chandler Jones has four and a half sacks. You're like, oh, that's pretty good through six games. He has zero tackles for a loss. He it looks like he's not even trying in the run game. It, it, it flat out looks like he's not trying in the run game. He is useless in the run game. I don't know if he's, like, giving up on this team or wants to be traded or what. But he does not show up on film. I get that the sacks are there, but sacks can be a little bit deceiving. Chandler Jones does not strike any fear on me uh, against these tackles. And they, they switch them from side to side. So, you know, they'll be on shoulder and rammers. Suggs has looked pretty good. You know, he has four sacks, five tackles for a loss. You know, Suggs is just one of those guys who's always going to perform and always going to show out. But like I said, man, this this defense should not strike fear into you at all. I, I really think it's going to be a thirty-plus point game, maybe in the, maybe forty points. Yeah, I can see this being a high-scoring game. I mean, I'm not saying this could be like an Atlanta-type game, like where the Cardinals score like crazy. But I believe we could easily put up, as you said, for this could be the game we will crack thirty points this year. There's just so much hope for this offense to do well in this game, and this is. A good, uh, a good uh, chemistry game to build that chemistry because not all these guys have been on the field at the same time. Daniel Jones is gonna have weapons in that Thursday night game. He was pretty much playing Duke play. He was pl- he was with Duke and he's versus Clemson as we could uh, compare that. So this is a good tune-up game because as I said, I'm not, I'm not overlooking the Cardinals, but you do have to think these next two. This game and the Lions game is huge because if we win that, we are fighting for at least second or possibly uh, first place Monday night against uh, the Cowboys. So, so much is 
this is a good tune-up game because I'm just I'm just really excited to see what this offense brings to the table because they can light up the Cardinals and it could be fantastic to watch. I, I'm I'm legit. This is the most excited I have been to see this offense. I, I'm so confident that they're going. If they don't if they don't score 28 points, I'm going to be disappointed. Even if we win 24 to 20, I'm telling you, I'm going to be disappointed in this offense if they don't put over 28 points up. I just I just feel like there's so much that this offense can do. It's going to be like the easiest game ever for Patrick in a play call because it's just you have everything available. I mean, unless I mean, unless Patrick Peterson's just dominating. I mean, really, every guy out there is a weapon who can have a big game. No, yeah, and our, guard, our guards and should have a dominant game. They're not very good on the interior. Yeah, the only two guys you have to worry about rushing are Chandler Jones and uh, uh, Terrell Suggs. So. I'm with you. Everyone on this team should have a good game. The offense should be lighting them up. Uh, the defense should be locking them down. I, I expect Marcus Golden to go after uh, have a game this week. Uh, I expect it to be a nightmare for the Cardinals. He's going to be coming off the edge. He's going to make Kyler Murray's life hell. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for this game. And everyone's like, oh, but it's the Arizona. Everyone else in the league probably like, oh, it's the Arizona Cardinals. But it's like, when you look at this game, you're going to be seeing the Giants offense for the first time truly this year that's what makes this game super excited because it's gonna be it's gonna be a fireworks show i'm i'm predicting that yeah man it's it's gonna be fun i you know maybe it's because we played on thursday last night but just today i was just jonesing to watch this offense just thinking about i just feel like they're gonna i really think they're gonna have a big game man and i'll be disappointed if they don't i just their defense doesn't strike any fear in me chandler jones who's their guy he just i don't know i don't know what it is this year but he doesn't seem to be the guy that he has been in past years where it's just dominant. I mean, like the sacks, the sack numbers are there, but, but zero tackles for a loss. I mean, that's kind of pathetic. It really is. You know, the run game's going to be there. Daniel Jones should be able to tear them apart. Uh, Evan Ingram should have a huge game. A lot to be excited for. Um, should we, let's do giant factors. Let's do our giant factor of the week is our X factor, but we call it the giant factor. One day I aspire to not have to <laughs> explain that. And I explain that on every single episode, but I'm probably going to do it forever because we're just going to keep on growing and growing and growing growth, baby. Danny, who is your giant factor? You said Patrick Peterson. He's not my giant factor. It's Darius Slayton because I believe Patrick Peterson is going to be going up against Darius Slayton. And I, Darius Slayton, you got to take advantage of it. We have not seen Patrick Peterson in six games, I, I believe. Uh, so I, I want you to go out there and just dominate him. Make Patrick Peterson look silly. Uh, I, I, I'm not Darius Slade. I feel like Daniel Jones is going to target. I, I'm saying Darius Slayton. Here's on, here's my prediction: five catches, seventy yards. Five catches, seventy yards for Darius Slayton. He's going to light up uh, Patrick Peterson and and add a touchdown to that. Patrick Peterson, you're going to get lit up by Darius Slayton this week. You're going to look silly by a by a rookie. Darius Slayton is my giant factor of the week. Darius Slayton has been extremely impressive. I don't even need him to have a game like that. I, I, one deep ball, would I would be happy with Darius Slayton. Unless he drops passes. Don't drop passes, Darius Slayton. Don't you do that. Don't you ever do Ever. My giant factor is old Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas has been proving a lot of people wrong, including myself these past few weeks. He's been making plays. He's been playing a lot as a third safety with Larry Fitzgerald coming out of the slot with them trying to run outside and pitting David Johnson, the slot 
I feel like he's going to be out there a lot, and he's going to have that responsibility of those running backs who pop out. And with Larry Fitzgerald, for him, and when we're in zone coverage, to cover that middle. Don't let Larry Fitzgerald beat you. Do stuff in the run game. I really think Michael Thomas can have a huge game. I think he's going to be on the field for over 50% of the time. I really think we're going to run three safety looks that that often. And I think with our offense scoring a lot of points, I think they're going to be trying to run and gun, which is a perfect game to get this Cardinals offense that likes to you know, run short, short passes to the outside. I think Michael Thomas can have a really big game. Not, now, I'm not saying he's going to have 12 tackles, an interception, and a sack, but just being a big factor and slowing down Larry Fitzgerald, helping out Grant Haley, and then helping out when David Johnson pops out of the, out of the backfield and lines up in the slot, um, you know, beating those toss plays. I mean, he's been a, an extremely solid tackler all season. A guy who I kind of crapped on in our player profile preview of him, but he's been proving me wrong. I, I, Michael Thomas has got to be my giant factor for this week. I like that. I, I've been I've been all in on Michael Thomas. I believe he's a huge factor to this team. He's just a good veteran presence, and he's a guy you can plug out there. Factor. Giant factor, and he's a good guy you can pull it out there and play. And also, when the Giants win, Michael Thomas puts his jersey up to bid, and he donates it to charity. You want the Giants win. You want Michael Thomas to play well in that jersey, so when you bid for it, you'll get a game-worn jersey that you can be proud of having because Michael Thomas balled out. So I like that pick of Michael Thomas, and you're right. He needs to ha- he needs to help Grant Haley out there. He needs. To- I believe he'll be out there with David Johnson. So, Michael Thomas, have yourself a game, man. Man? I said young man, but I'm like, he's not young. So, I mean, like, I don't know what to say. I don't want to say old man. That'd just be rude. Oh, that's true. Uh yeah, it's this is going to be a fun game. I really think we're going to be recording Sunday night and just enjoying a win and enjoying our offense looking really good, even if our defense has issues. I think it's going to be a, a big-time fun game on offense. Danny, any final thoughts before we sign out? I got nothing. I just – I don't know. I guess we have to say our, our final score for the game. So, I mean, as you say – Oh, John, yes. Almost forgot predictions. Danny, uh, what you, I'm going to go – let me do my yeah, prediction yeah, first. That's tradition. Um, I'm going to do Giants 77, Cardinals 0. Giants 77, Cardinals 0, baby! I agree with that, I agree with that. I'm going to say uh, Giants Giants 78, Cardinals 0. Oh my gosh, Danny, that might be the first time you predicted a shutout. I like it. Hey, I got that confidence in this team this week. That's the problem. I said I don't, I'm not going to fall into this defensive trap, but guess what? I did. I'm all in on them. (laughs) <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. I hope you guys enjoyed this show. We appreciate you guys sticking around with us. The numbers continue to grow. If you can, help us get to 100 reviews on iTunes. It's so huge for us. Um, if you don't have an iPhone, go, go go get your sister or your girlfriend or whatever's phone that has an iPhone or your brother. Or, go to Best or Buy. Husband. Go to Best Buy. Yeah. Just get an iPhone and review it. Because I, I we've had people reach out. Like, I have Spotify. I don't have an iPhone. So help us get to 100. When you get to 100, you look much more legit than 74 does. So help us get to 100. Really appreciate it. If if we if we if if a quarter of our listeners did that, it'd be easy. We would have we would have passed it a long time ago. Anyways, we appreciate you guys. We'll be back Monday morning to recap the game. Until then, folks, let's go big blue.